and his uncle Benjamin, who got eaten by a cannibal. And he's just so angry. And <laughs> do you blame him? Spark Podcast, an episode by episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 10, War of the Dinobots. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, we open with Chip viewing a dangerous meteor through a telescope. We got our boy Chip back. I'm glad to see him. He's Chip, Chip's a good boy. He's the best He's the best human so far. Yeah. I think he will continue to be the best human. I, I have a hard time picking between him and Raul, to be yeah. honest. I really like Raul, but I also really like Chip, so I have a hard time picking. I like, feel like Raul might win just ever so slightly, because I like him and Trax together more, but, but Chip's still... He's up there. He's like my second favorite, if nothing else. We need both of them and Carly to show up in an episode in some new series. And, and just they never be... do in G1, which is really disappointing. Because, yeah. like, I like all these characters, but we never actually... Like, I, I think we get to see Chip and Carly interact. And we get to see, like, Chip... Or, uh, not Chip. Uh, sorry, not Spike Chip at all. Rowell. Spike and Carly. And Me? Chip and Spike. But I don't yeah. think we really get to see a lot of the other ones interact. Yeah. Which is a pity. Yeah. Anyway... Chip calls the Autobots because they're the only ones who can save the Earth from this meteor, apparently. <laughs> Never mind that it apparently lands more or less safely, but who the hell cares? Spike <laughs> is chilling in Optimus's cab on a ride to the observatory, you know, like a like teenage boys do. <laughs> no worries, Dad, I'm not going out drinking and driving, I'm just gonna ride my giant alien robot friend. Optimus's burning conviction to save the Earth once he, uh, you know, figures out what's going on shines through as he clenches his fist and it's covered with red electricity. How very anime of you, Optimus. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Optimus decides that they need to get to the meteor before the Decepticons do because it might be a power source, apparently, and opts to take the Dinobots as backup. I don't think they thought this through <laughs> at all. I don't think they did either. <laughs> Meanwhile, Megatron totally rages against the machine. Or at least the fact that the Dinobots kicked their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's Tuesday night. Time for Starscream and Megatron's weekly tiff. Of course. Megatron insults Starscream strategies and orders Soundwave to find the Dinobots' weak points. You know, as one does. Of course. Soundwave flies off to spy on the Dinobots? Slash Autobots. Or, yes, the Autobots, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, means he lands near them, and then Soundwave, a giant 30-foot-tall robot, does this by sneaking against the side of a building. It is great. <laughs> oh, I feel we should probably mention that the meteor, like, lands in, like... The middle of this sort of bombed out looking town, which is across the river from a perfectly ordinary looking town or whatever. Did I miss that part where it was across the river? There's a bridge or something, I think. Well, it's separated somehow. I don't Regardless, remember. Regardless, yeah, it basically landed in this like very bombed out looking place perfectly fine. So I don't know why there was this whole, they've got to save the earth. <laughs> yeah, but so... Yeah, Soundwave is basically sneaking through ruins. Yes. But yeah. of course, he's still a 30-foot robot. So, you know, uh, he sends out a good old listening tentacle. <laughs> it makes snake sound effects. It's kind of weird. I love it. <laughs> the Autobots are trying to get a twofer for putting their allies in danger today as they brought along both Chip and Spike. <laughs> because that was a good idea. Yeah. And okay... Soundwave has been beat out for worse naming schemes to fucking Spike. As Spike suggests they name the meteor right after Chip as 
the meteoroni chipperoni meteorini chipperoni or oh whatever. god it's terrible anyway shut up spike <laughs> it's a pretty fucking big meteor i guess about the size of optimus prime though whether it was bigger when it was before you know burning through the atmosphere is another thing entirely and i mean honestly it probably should have like had a crater i don't think yeah it, it did. really didn't like it might have but it wasn't very deep uh they extract a sample from the meteorite he is shooting at it <laughs> Extraction via gun. It's the fastest, but definitely not the safest way to do this when you're afraid the goddamn thing's gonna blow up. They don't know that yet. Well, they keep talking about how it's possibly dangerous, so... You know, I sometimes question Wheeljack's science credentials. Except isn't... isn't it Optimus shooting the thing? I don't Maybe remember. he was, but Wheeljack's the one who asked for a sample. <laughs> True. And the Dinobots are left behind to guard the meteor. As one does. Of course. Chip describes seeing the Autobots transform as outrageous! What show does he think he's in? Gem and the Holograms? Well, it could be argued that they're all in the same universe. (laughs) We're not getting into that, but yes. (laughs) And so they just decide to leave their young, impressionable, and not-so-smart babies behind without supervision to guard the meteor. What could go wrong, am I right? I mean, they stick them. They they leave them in a closet most of the time. So okay, no one get no one ever gave them the stranger danger talk. <laughs> so true. Seriously, they couldn't leave Wheeljack and or Ratchet with them. Ratchet, someone. <laughs> you would think. I mean, like clearly they shouldn't be left here by themselves. <laughs> and Optimus, despite trying to offline them a few episodes back, says he's pleased with the Dinobots and is going to order two more. <laughs> Their family planning is not good. No, no, it's not. Once back at the base, Chip suggests a Stegosaurus and a Pteranodon for the two new dinos. Ratchet and Wheeljack seem to agree with this. They think it's a hot idea. (laughs) They just want to make more babies. Yeah. And Sparkplug asks if there's anything Chip doesn't know about. Spike and Chip just, like, share a look that seems to say, good question. (laughs) Chip, President Super Genius. Back at the Dinobots, Soundwave continues spying by initiating a brain scan with a scanner that pops out of his head. (sighs) (laughs) Because of course, we've got got the weird, we've got this listening tentacle and now we've got brain scan time. I mean, yeah, okay, he's psychic, but whatever. I mean, at least we've seen the listening tentacle pop up a few times at this point. Yeah. This breaks down to Slag wants to fight, Grimlock wants to be the boss man, and Sludge just wants to follow whoever's strongest. Because apparently, well, he's not good at critical thinking, but I don't think any of them are especially good at that. Though we did look at the tech specs, and Grimlock is indeed the smartest of them. (laughs) Or at least in the toys and the comics that begs to be seen if that's relevant, if that's the exact same stats here. Yeah. Megatron seems to translate this information slightly differently, uh, with Slag is hostile, Grimlock is arrogant, and Sludge is stupid. Poor, poor Sludge. (laughs) Yeah. The evil plan for today is to use this information to make them fight against Optimus Prime and steal the meteor. So we're just gonna make babies do shit today. I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remain convinced Megatron has a bling obsession, as he is way too damn excited about big shiny rocks. I mean, there were those rubies, there was that giant thing in South America, there's these, I feel like there have been more rocks, there's going to be more rocks in the future. It just, he has a thing for bling. Optimus just needs to get him bling, and then propose to Megatron and the war would be over. Just give the man his bling. Yeah. 
The Seekers attack the Dinobots, who defend themselves. They gave the babies guns, probably with little to no proper training on said weapons, because the Autobots are morons. <laughs> well, the Autobots just aren't good with sparklings, methinks. Yeah. Megatron lands, and several things happen all at once. Namely, that Megatron takes three dino beams slash fire to the face with absolutely no issue whatsoever. He literally tosses his fusion cannon off to the side, and he basically is like, why can't we just be friends? I just want to talk to you guys. <sighs> The Dinobots fall for Megatron's flattery as he tells them they are stronger than him and stronger than all the other Autobots. Leading Grimm to reach the conclusion that he Grimlock should be leader! Oh, you idiots. My poor, poor, dumb dino idiots. Poor dino babies. <laughs> they deserve better. And meanwhile, the Seekers take off with the meteorite that the Dinobots were guarding. Like, they, they literally toss out these, like, grappling hook things from their bellies, and they latch onto the meteor, and it just looks really goofy. <laughs> uh, back at base, are you ready for a montage? We're ready for a montage! <laughs> we, we see that plans are underway to build the new Dinobots. <sighs> God, spark plug <laughs> is holding a document that says... Outline! Plan Deske? <laughs> Someone couldn't play, uh, couldn't spell design. <laughs> or they couldn't fit it and they didn't care, or they just didn't speak English or something. Which is, <laughs> or they were like, nobody fine. will see this. And then DVDs came along and whoops. Yeah. Uh, making babies, though, it's totally something the whole family can enjoy together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Wheeljack calls Optimus to his lab to tell him that the meteorite is unstable as fuck and could literally explode at any second. <laughs> this is important because we need to show off Trailbreaker's super secret awesome ability to create force fields, which he promptly uses to contain the conveniently timed explosion that happens immediately after. Uh, I mean, we saw the force shield stuff when they were off uh, on Cybertron with the acid <laughs> rain that time, so this isn't exactly a surprise, but it's a new use of it. <laughs> I guess. Because, yeah, he just surrounds the thing and then it blows itself up and it's fine. Everything's fine. The base is fine. Wheeljack is fine. Optimus is fine. There isn't even, like, a smear or whatever. <laughs> or, I don't know. And so, hey, they learned something from the first Dinobot disaster, so no showing off the Dinobots indoors by the Ark. They're gonna show Swoop and Snarl off outside instead of next to freaking Teletran 1. <laughs> you know, the thing that controls their entire base. They learned a thing. They did learn a thing. Swoop and Snarl seem to be slightly smarter than their compatriots, with Swoop using a more grammatically correct sentence than we normally hear from a Dinobot. And the new Dinobots are solar-powered. Or at least Snarl is. They probably both are. And I guess to go back to the intelligence thing, apparently Swoop and Snarl have seven, according to their toy tech specs. Well, seven in intelligence. Which is still more than the other Dinobots aside from Grimlock, right? Yeah, Grimlock was an eight. I think Sludge was a three, which just makes me sad. Sludge. And I'm not sure. I just want to give Sludge a hug now. (laughs) Yeah, not sure about uh, Slag or Slug. I feel like he was a five. Maybe he was. But I don't remember. And, (laughs) oh god. And then Ratchet and Wheeljack just tell basically everybody to try and take out the Dinobots. Because. I'm not, that's what you do. I'm not sure who I think this is being mean to, the Dinobots or to everyone else. Because <laughs> the, the Dinobots do a number on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Sideswipe is super goddamn excited to fight. And gets a pretty good punch on Swoop in. 
Swoop and Star will pretty much wipe out everybody else, though. <laughs> yeah, I think someone gets picked up and dropped, and... Yeah, none of the Autobots are having a grand old time. <laughs> and then Optimus shows up where they left the other three Dinobots, who are now missing along with the meteorite, because we saw what happened earlier. <laughs> exactly. But... And we get to see his tiny antennae pop out of his helm as he calls the base. It's great. And the Dinobots then pop out of nowhere and triple team Optimus. Optimus makes a plea for the Dinobots to stop this, but naturally this fails. Um, <clears throat> Optimus is also making strange moaning noises again through this. I wish he would stop. <laughs> oh god, I'm not sure how either of us could, like, do the keyboard smashing. <laughs> I, that was, I knew I was going to have to be the one to say that anyway, so it was just like, Wah! And so Optimus is knocked on his ass. Like, he's literally knocked into some sort of fissure or something? Yeah. Yeah, um... Well, yeah, he's knocked on his aft, or his ass, or whatever. Grimlock shows a smidgen of discomfort at the idea of murdering a helpless opponent. Because apparently he has some sort of honor, even though he is a small child. Basically, a very young person who has not had a whole lot of uh, moral education. As Optimus puts it when he gets back up, he blathers something about traces of Autobot training. What training? (laughs) You stuffed them in a closet! Um, In the next shot, Grimlock has clearly stolen Optimus's gun as he reports into Megatron about Prime's defeat. Because he literally just has it. Yeah, he has it. Yeah, I feel a little weirded out that I can actually tell Prime's gun apart from everybody else's now, but I can. (laughs) That's what happens. Uh, That's what happens when you play the freaking PS4 game so much and you end up playing as everybody, including Optimus Prime, despite only wanting to play as Bealjack. I actually feel bad because I'm like, Grimlock's in that one. I love Grimlock, but I think I don't like playing as him because he's hard. He's basically constantly swapping between robot mode and dino mode the entire time. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Elsewhere, we see Megatron overseeing the filling of Energon cubes from the meteor. Or where they take in the meteor, anyway. Yeah, Soundwave is making more Tupperware cubes again. And then seems to defy all laws of physics as he shoots the meteorite. And somehow this causes a flow of energy to fill up the energon cubes despite them being like not near each other it's very strange yeah it's kind of kind of kooky and for once starscream makes an accurate observation that the meteorite energy seems unstable and megatron's a dick about it of course never mind that starscream is in fact a scientist but whatever and then the dinobots show up dragging optimus with him you know like the dead weight he is right now Uh, Megatron is rather pissed that Optimus isn't fucking dead. <laughs> and Starscream says that Grimlock will never destroy Optimus, begging Megatron not to listen to Grim. Give the bot credit where credit is due. He is on a roll today. Starscream is on a roll today. He is. And Optimus also attempts to tell Megatron that the meteorite's unstable, so that's two people telling him it's unstable. Yes, Megatron ignores this too. At the Ark, Wheeljack has tracked down where the Decepticons have taken the meteor, and the Autobots send out Snarl and Swoop to help. Megatron's unstable Energon stash finally explodes, sending Reflector and poor Soundwave flying. There were some really funny photos from that. There were. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And Starscream gives Megatron his best, I told you so! <laughs> Swoop and Snarl show 
Dinobot be a flying, and Megatron orders the other three Dinobots to transform and attack. The Dinobots fight, Swoop getting the short end of the stick fight-wise, because his, his one of his wings gets chomped on. Yeah, just a few times. Looks painful, poor baby. Poor kid, like, he's just woken up, he's like... <laughs> and now his older <laughs> brothers are chomping on him. <laughs> he's now an hour old or something. <laughs> Starscream and Megs flee as the meteorite threatens to explode, and Optimus tackles Grimlock out of the way of the explosion. This looks an awful lot like that bit in Fantasia with all the dinosaurs. <laughs> Grimlock, understandably, is now pissed at Megatron. <laughs> and Megatron does the smart thing and orders a, a retreat to escape the angry T-Rex. <laughs> angry big T-Rex. Yeah. I'm glad a camera, a cassette, and a cassette deck can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the cavalry arrives in the form of the rest of the Autobots. Grim of course. Of course. And Grimlock apologizes for, you know, trying to kill Optimus. Optimus Prime kind of ignores this apology. It's like, I'm not forgiving or forgetting. That's <laughs> sort of an undertone here. <laughs> it seems like he's just like, I'm going to give some long-winded speech that's not going to address your apology in any way. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the end of the episode. So we're now up to five Dinobots, because more is always better when it comes to dinosaurs. Yeah. Join us next time for the beginning of another three-parter, The Ultimate Doom Part 1. Or the episode that third Bane movie was basically based on. <laughs> yeah, or the trio of episodes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got the fanfiction recommendations yep. that we've got to do. And there's only the two of them, and they're both by the same person. One of which is a sequel to something that I uh, recommended earlier. All right, so... For first recommendation, we have Art and Me by Nightwind, uh, Continuities G1 Cartoon, Rated K, it's Jen, uh, there's no pairings. Our characters are the Dinobots, Prowl, Red Alert, Wheeljack, and Ratchet. Okay, so Art and Me is a sequel to a story that Nightwind had written earlier called Vigil, and so the summary is the Autobots might have a budding Picasso on their hands. Who might it be? <laughs> and so our theme for actually both of these recs or recommendations were Dinobot shenanigans because yes! we now have all five Dinobots. And as um, yeah, I've been keeping track of things were in a series or one shots or whatever. This is a sequel to Vigil, also by Nightwind. And our second recommendation, there's only the two of them today, uh, is Crosses to Bear, as I've said before, also by Nightwind. G1 cartoon continuity, it's rated T, it's Gen, there's no pairings, our characters are the Dinobots and various Autobots. And in summary, it's Swoop and a few other crazy Autobots versus a really big chunk of rock with Trax's life hanging in the balance, raiding up a bit due to Trailbreaker's gratuitous use of a certain expletive. Expletive. God damn. Explosive. <laughs> expletive. <laughs> A certain curse word. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, and yeah. Dinobot shenanigans. And that's the two uh, fan fiction recommendations. Do we have fan art recommendations? No, because it's an even number episode. Uh, <laughs> well, fan art next week, though. Yep. Well, next episode. <laughs> Not next episode. We post every two weeks, but you know what I mean. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort at AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts such as AO3, Stitcher, and YouTube, just to name a few. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Els. Toodles!